Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, a podcast specifically designed to inspire, challenge, and uplift you during your daily walk of faith. Today's episode continues our Epiphany series. All throughout the season of Epiphany, we're asking the question, who is Jesus? Who do you say that I am? And we're going to be looking at different stories and aspects of Jesus. Today, oh, we have an exciting one for you. Today, we're thinking about Jesus as an exorcist one who casts out demons. And in case that wasn't exciting enough for you, Brian Jaster is going to be leading our Bible study. Brian is a uh, nonstop well of energy. He is our director of faith formation here at Bethany uh, and just an all-around good guy. So he's recorded a Bible study on one of Jesus's exorcist stories and, and is thinking about what does it mean to say that Jesus was an exorcist. Jesus was one who casts out demons. I really hope you enjoy it. I know I did. <laughs> As always, thank you for your support of the podcast for listening. Hey, if you think of it, go on to iTunes and leave us a review or a rating that does help other people discover it. And please feel free to pass us along to family and friends throughout the country. We want to be a part of other people's lives, just helping anyone uh, grow in faith in these ways. But now, without further ado, Brian Jaster and Jesus the Exorcist. Hi, and welcome to some Bible study fun. This is Brian, and with you, I want to ask a question. Who is Jesus? Who is this Jesus who, in Epiphany, we hope, shows up, shines a little light, and shows us who he is for us and for the whole world? Um, Pray with me. As I enter your story, may your story enter me. As I enter your world, may your story enter through me. Amen. So, who is Jesus? Hmm. Well, today we're going to actually look at a Jesus who um, is the exorcist, is the one who casts out evil so that the world might live. Um, This is a strange story, and I'm excited to do it with you. So if you have a Bible, whether it's phone or physical, um, find a book called Mark, and uh, uh, there'll be a big number, number five. We're going to go to Mark chapter five together, and we're going to look at the story into two pieces because they're two big chunks of the story. So let's have some fun with the story together. Um, I like to think of looking at these stories in terms of a microscope and a telescope. Microscope zoomed way in on little details and a telescope, the big picture story. And as we play with it and have fun in the sandbox of the story, um, may we discover who Jesus is through all the things we encounter. So we're going to read from Mark chapter 5 together. Um, And here's our first chunk. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes, And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately a man out of the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. He lived among the tombs, and no one could restrain him anymore, even with a chain. For he had often been restrained with shackles and chains, but the chains he wrenched apart, and the shackles he broke into pieces, and no one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day, among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always howling and bruising himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and bowed down before him. And he shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he had said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. 
And he begged Jesus earnestly not to send him out of the country. Now there was on the hillside a great herd of swine was feeding, and the unclean spirits begged Jesus, Send us into the swine, let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine and the herd, numbering about 2,000, and rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned in the sea. Whew. All right. Wow, there's a lot in that first part of the story. So who is Jesus? Well, the first thing that we notice is that he's in a place called the Gerasenes. And he has crossed this lake, Galilee, and stepped out of the boat. And he lands this place called the Gerasenes. And immediately something happens. Ooh. In this story called Mark, as we do a, maybe a step out to our telescope view, we'll see the word immediately quite a few times. <laughs> Aha, when immediately shows up, that's immediately, suddenly. Something's happening right now to pay attention to. In the NFL and Tom Brady, the goat, steps onto the scene, you know something's about to happen. Well, in Mark's story, Jesus the goat, the greatest of all time, steps onto the scene, something is happening immediately. Aha. So who is Jesus? Well, when he goes across the lake, we know something's going on. It's something significant. He is bridging the gap. He is breaking down a barrier between things. Jew and Gentile, clean and unclean, lost and found. So here in this story, when he steps out of this boat, something is happening immediately. And the immediate that we notice here is there's someone there who has an unclean spirit. Something is happening where this human has been stripped of all humanity. And we know this in the story because of all the details we zoom in. Shackled, restrained, chains, broke. No one has the strength to subdue him. He has lost all the little pieces that make him human. Something has happened that makes him howl and bruise himself with stones. You know, and I wonder as we think about unclean spirits, that sounds strange and unusual and kind of like surreal. But like, hmm. I was in a high school parking lot the other day, and I watched a boy shove a girl to the ground and call her words and names that one should never be spoken of to someone else. It was dehumanizing. It was unclean. It was terrible. Or maybe you've been in a family reunion of some kind where people are laughing and talking and eating, and then someone asks a question. And suddenly everyone is arguing and calling each other names and treating each other as if they were a despicable trash to be thrown out. Hmm. Or maybe like me, you've got good intentions sometimes. We had a fire in Boulder, Colorado, close to where we live. And my first thought was, man, we should help and respond. But you know, I went out and bought myself a pair of shoes to distract myself of the hurt and the pain of it. Rather than give and organize people, that was my first intention. That was an unclean, dehumanizing moment in myself. For people, obviously, in a time of need. Mm. So this unclean spirit of, of whatever we find it and name it has taken over. It is tormenting this guy. And he shouts at Jesus. He saw Jesus 
And what's interesting in our story, if we zoom back way back out again, is in the story of Mark, the people that know who Jesus are, are not the Jews, are not his followers, and not those closest to him, but it's people who are desperate. It's outsiders, it's those filled with evil spirits, it's the evil spirits themselves somehow that notice who Jesus is. And it cries out, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Do not torment me. Because it's obvious that Jesus has noticed this human and the humanity that's in him and noticed the thing that has twisted, tormented, distorted who he is. Mm. Jesus notices him. And his response to what is my name, his name is Legion. Now that's another peculiar one that might get our attention. You see, in this area where they lived, Gerasenes and around there, it was occupied by a power and an authority from Rome. And Legion as a word means like 6,000 soldiers, or at least many soldiers. And the symbol of that legion was the boar, a pig, just to, to, to point us to that their power and their rule is there and it's at hand and it's going to control, control and destruct. But you know, <clears throat> this is where Jesus is showing up in an interesting way again. My name is Legion, for we are many. He, Jesus has already said to come out. Because maybe Jesus showing up is a sign that God's rule can disrupt all oppressive powers. Hmm. So even the Legion, the, the, the power, the control, it, it trembles a bit. It's aware. And, and so it says, well, send us in the swine then. Uh, I don't guess so, but send us there. And let us into the pigs. These poor little pigs, these unclean things. Can you imagine <laughs> the pig farmers? That's I go. Wait, wait those are not, those are our pigs. Do not kill our pigs, please. Hmm. But he gives the the legion, the tormenting, evil, dehumanizing spirits, the powers, permission. Jesus gives them permission. He kind of lets them send to the swine, and they go into the steep bank and into the sea, and they're drowned. Who is Jesus? This Jesus who shows up as the greatest of all time and yet is unknown by his people notices the dehumanizing, the power and the authority and says, enough. I see you, Legion. Go into the pigs. Let the unclean be unclean and be cast away. My healing is at hand, it seems. Hmm. Okay, so this has happened. Let's find a part two. So hopefully you're in that comfy space with your story. We're going to go continue in Mark chapter 5 to 14 to 20. Starts off with the, the swineherds, those who took care of the pigs. So they run off and told it in the city and in the country all around. People came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus. They saw the demoniac sitting there, clothed and in his right mind. The very man who had the legion, and they were very afraid. Those who had seen what had happened to the demoniac and to the swine reported it. Then they began to beg Jesus to leave their neighborhood. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed by the demons begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus refused and said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown for you. And when the man went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, 
and everyone was amazed. Okay, who is Jesus? Start off with this demoniac. Well, and actually first, the swineherds, those who cared for the, the pigs, I, I can't imagine what was going on in their mind seeing this happen. And I suspect they can't too, because all they can do is run around and tell people what had happened. I mean, did they have economic concerns? Like, what are we going to do now? Our pigs are gone? Or uh, are they just wondering, like, well, gosh, something was possessed and it's now gone. What do we do with this? What does this have to do with our city and, and us? I don't know. But they saw Jesus, and they saw the demoniac sitting there, and he's in his right man mind. He's, he's not possessed. He's not distorted or contorted or twisted or lost. Suddenly he is his fullest human self. But they, the swineherds beg Jesus to leave the neighborhood. I don't know why they begged. Did they beg because of right their pigs and their loss and that Jesus would do it again? Did they beg because something was happening and uh, turning upside down the world that they had gotten used to, gotten okay with, this Roman possession of their lands and their people? Hmm. So Jesus gets into the boat. Uh, maybe they convinced him. Maybe he's like, okay, it is time for me to go. Maybe he's done what he can do and brought God's reign to this space. But guess what? The demoniac is there and he begs Jesus that he might be with him. That maybe he wants to come with him now. Hmm. But Jesus refuses and says to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown you. Maybe it felt like it was safe to be with Jesus. That'd be the good place to go, to go back in the boat to the side, to leave his space, his home. But you know, Jesus seems to be the one who not only heals, but then has a mission. I... As I sit with this, I'm like, yeah, that would have been great. You know, let's hang with Jesus some longer. He's done something great. Let's see some more. But Jesus has a mission to tell others, it seems, that this, this rule, this reign, this power that's going to separate Jew from Gentile, clean from unclean, is over. There's a new humanity, a new rule, a new way of light and life at hand. And guess who gets to be one of the top secret, not-so-secret agents of this story? the demoniac, who's no longer known as such. He's healed, he's restored, and he gets to go and tell. Hmm. And not just get to tell, he goes to 10 cities, 10 places to tell people to not be afraid who are afraid, to find amazement and wonder, to find good news where things that were far apart are brought together. For God's kingdom, God's reign is at hand. Isn't this exciting? Who is Jesus? This one we don't know who's going to bring God's mercy and healing and give us a mission? You know, think of all the places that seem far apart in our world in this very moment. If you're a news watcher, think about how far apart Fox News and CNN are. Think about those who want to mask and those who don't want to mask. Think about those who are lonely and isolated and those who feel like they have enough and life is good. Think about all the people that are excluded and cast out and set aside. Think about all the division in our world. Guess what? God's going to break that stuff. God's going to break the chains 
in our world that shackle and that torment and distort just like that demoniac was dehumanized and bring humanity out of this and it's going to spread and expand. Who is this Jesus, I wonder? Where are the places and spaces that I am called and you are called to see that healing and to stick around in all the places that we know and proclaim it and to spread it and to be part of it? Huh. I don't know, but I'm pretty excited to now. May this story be our story. Let us pray again one more time. God, as we enter your story, may your story enter us. And as we enter your world, may your story enter through us. God be with you, and God's peace and reign happen in your spaces in your world to bring good news today. Thanks for listening. May Jesus the Exorcist take your humanity the dark, twisted, hurt places of you, heal it, and then call you to be a participant in this new world, this new reign today. Amen, amen.